0: So, here we go quantum um, bombs quantum, quantum bombs, bombs.
1: That was loud. <laughs> there we go
0: wow what is this Finally. episode seven does anyone <coughs> even care welcome everybody episode number seven. Oh my gosh i'm so excited to have this man sitting across from me just giving me a nice smirk rex is back um
2: quantum, quantum
1: bombs, bombs. Yeah. wow hey, that's Rus- russell found the button where he's no right. that was a
2: mistake
0: okay. okay um let's see so you know what i think we're gonna do quite a bit of jibber and jabbering. I wanted to jump into some discussion today about religion because everyone loves that topic. Um, but Rex is back from his travels. He's got lots to share.
1: I just drove 6,700 miles in five weeks. And things that came to mind, number one, was as I was driving, Russell's quote of why is it more comfortable to slouch came to mind a great deal as I corrected my posture quite a bit driving.
3: And aren't you glad that gas prices are cheap? Oh my
1: gosh! It cost me over five hundred dollars to get from here to Massachusetts. Wow! That white car. (laughs) Oh God! You're right. (laughs) No, in the in the in the in the Ram. The crack pickup truck.
2: (laughs) Whose truck? I've never seen you drive a truck. I drive a truck. I don't. Oh, that dot. Okay. Yeah. Yes.
0: And yeah, let's have fun with Matt. That white car Russell's (laughs) referring to is. you know, Matt's got the explosives company. That's his company car that he provides. Look, Rex good. was
3: whining to me about putting wear and tear on his own vehicle, so I bought that thing out of the junkyard. Isn't that where we got it from? No, it was. It it should be. It,
1: it, it <laughs> Someone looked at it and said, "How many people died in the crash?" <laughs> it was uh, it was a very inexpensive car because it's a dirt road here. I was yeah. driving my pickup truck back and forth. I, I, go, I go between three places all day long on this dirt road, putting a lot of – because my truck is long haul. I have nothing but freeway miles. So Matt was kind enough to buy me a very
3: uh, cost-effective – All right. I just <laughs> Thank to you, Rex. And I, I pay for the flats, and I pay for the windshields.
0: Okay. Well, it, it, just he, don't tell pretty- anybody it's a company car. Anyway, no, no, back no. to the story. 6,700 miles. No, Rex didn't tell you. He loves to drive. He doesn't I, actually fly anywhere. When we fly, he will drive.
1: I love driving. It is awesome. Me one, too. One of the cool, not non politically correct things I did was I, I I crossed Lake Michigan on the Badger, the SS Badger, which is the last coal fired car ferry in the country. And I've got video. I don't have it ready, but it was like it's like I figured, well they've got all kinds of scrubbers and whatnot. No, it just belches black coal smoke out of the out of the smokestack oh, wow. down the lake. It's just it's it's pretty darn cool. And I met I met some. Uh,
3: I bet there's a special permit for that.
1: Well, it's it's a, it's a floating historic monument, national monument. So ah, I think so they can't touch it. They're, they're basically, they can't. What they say they hmm? Well, it goes between Wisconsin and Michigan. I don't know who claims it, but that uh, it, it goes across across Lake Michigan. But it was just cool to see, and and I mean, just and you can get the grit in your teeth from the, oh. that. from, from
0: coal. Oh, oh yeah, coal smoke. Wow. I mean, yeah. I was gonna say it sounds romantic to picture that coal going in the air. I know that sounds also bad. I, I But no, still, no, it reminds no, no. you of older days.
1: Exactly. No, I, I mean, I I took some video of the chimney and then then followed it, or the smokestack rather, and followed it back, and you could see the just trailing off <laughs> over the lake. It was it was exactly romantic. It it really really was. But it's a fairly
2: modern looking ship. It's from 1953. But anyway. Are we losing Matt already? Well, you you did this because Matt gave this speech about how you should quit your job, uh, and and like you went and like, you're like, you know what? I'm gonna go do this. Big money job out of oh, state yeah, without you got, Matt. You got to explain, Rex. That so oh, you didn't quit. I did. And you not didn't quit.
1: get fired. Did not fire. I know. No, I know that came up. Oh, and thank you for also keeping me alive and 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 trying to get me thrown under the bus for the blowing up the uh, the the, uh, the 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 guide, the guide Hey,
0: I didn't want to. You did do that. The stupid one. Can you <laughs> tell me what the guide stones are? I actually I can didn't tell catch you all about Adam,
1: them. The but let's let Rex keep going. No, no. We go ahead and you can explain that. But I was I watched the podcast when I wasn't there, and then Russell's like, you know what, Rex isn't here, and by the way, he knows about explosives. and and the guide stones blew up. And the the sad thing is, I was between locations when that happened, I realized. Mm -hmm. So I really, I can't even, I can't even say, oh, no, no, I wasn't, I was was going between upstate New York and Chicago. I was on the road when that happened. I was like, I can't,
2: I can't. I don't have anyone to vouch for me You'd where I was. You'd be a
0: great person to pin it on.
2: <laughs> well, Russell already
3: did. Yeah, I thought I did a pretty good job laying out the case for...
0: Okay, for, so what are know. the guidestones? What, what was blown up? So
3: it, it's inter- I found this out a few years ago when, when a friend told me about the Atlanta airport, which is another topic. There's these things in our country that are kind of strange, and the Georgia guidestones are one of them. And they almost look uh, prophetic. Uh, the, no one knows exactly who paid for the guidestones, and what they are are these monuments made out of stone that tell us basically uh they lay out a a road for a proper way to maintain the future so keep the earth's population below half a billion uh there's there's a certain court that's supposed to be held That's like a world court it's very much like a world government system Mm -hmm. and it's very much involved with uh Keeping the population in check so that we don't we don't overcrowd the place and is the most so we're at we're, we're at the Georgia Guidestones say that we should not exceed five hundred million what what is the world population um, is? Rex eight million
0: so grow. Oh, Rex is so pro-Georgia Guidestones, he would never blow them up. He's that's so poorish, <laughs> exactly. small population. Okay, but what else? I think so, I'm what you're talking about, but then it, this doesn't sound what's like What's
3: interesting them. about What else well, no, about that, that is besides
0: population? It's a stone. It's, it's like a
3: rock well, monument that's about population. It's about population control and how to conduct ourselves mm-hmm. on this earth so in a sustainable manner in a one-world government, basically. And it's interesting because a fund was put aside for maintaining it. There's actually a fence around it. Somebody gets money once a month to go out and mow the grass and keep it up, but nobody really knows where it came from. I kind of like some of the things on it, but at the same time, I think a lot of freedoms go out the window with that. Uh, Every time I hear one world government Mm -hmm. or globalism and committee, I I feel like eh, there there ain't much room for the individual there. At least that's the way it sounds like to me.
0: To me, me. the word sustainable doesn't go with one world government or or just like an overall governmental thought, right, what we're – those two things are opposing because sustainable, the only way you can have anything be sustainable is be local, right? Like local farmers. Oh, no, they use so like that all that, the time. That's so common it, sense. It have to be, But sustainable means really like localized. If you try to look into all the things that are sustainable in life, it's all about being local and regional. The things well, are actually
3: sustainable. But if you're
0: applying a law for the whole world, it, that means the whole law would have to be flexible the whole way around the world. So, it wouldn't. again, it's like opposing it's, ideas.
3: It's a It's a ploy to get power. It's like we're going to do this under the guise of of sustainability. We're going to have you shut this down. We're going to limit this over here like what they're doing with the farmers where you're going to have to cut off your production because it's not sustainable. Whereas you and I talk about sustainability. It's on a small scale and actually makes sense. But on the large scale, it's weaponizing that word because who could be against it? It's like if I wanted to take a place over, I come in and say, guys, I'm for the children, (laughs) and I'm doing this in the name of our children's future. Who's against me? Who would stand up and say, "Well, I hate the children. I'm against the children." Nobody. So by saying you're for sustainability, you're already wedging. You're using weapon of words, so that it's very hard for people to stand up and go against you because you're for sustainability.
2: You you would be really good at naming legislation because if you read like the titles yeah. of the oh bills, oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and they're nothing like the Patriot Act, you know, right. Right? or even
1: gun laws that are like child protection acts. And, and well, who they could, could they be they? against the child protection well, act? Of, of course not. Of course not. But go ahead, anyway, but Rex. So, but yeah,
3: that's not to but, derail yeah. from his story.
1: But no, I don't know what you wanted to go. I mean, again, we could talk about the gentleman that I spoke to, who I had, I ran a few things up. At. But you know what? Here's something I want to. First of all, as I had pointed out, is that Russell waited till uh, I was out of town before he gave away gifts. Um,
0: that wasn't that nice. I know, I know. But, He's like, I've had these gifts too. He waited mm-hmm. for you to be would, gone to actually pass them
1: out. Exactly. Well, I've I've brought gifts from my trip, but I'm not going to wait. I'm going I'm, to. I'm even going to give one to Russell. But I wanted to <laughs> – oh, I, I came across a place in Tennessee called Lewis Country Store, and I guess it was, it's been on the news, particularly Fox News, and it's, it's just it – doesn't, it doesn't mince words as to where it stands. And this is – I took some pictures of the, the sign on the front door. It says, Lewis County Store front door attention. Our freedom doesn't end where your fear begins. It says, if you are scared, stay at home. If you are afraid to be within six feet of another person, please do not enter this business. And below that, it says, "Anyone or any government entity that attempts to interfere with our livelihood will be met with a level of resistance necessary to defend our basic human right of survival." That's on the. know fr- that, no, that's on the front of a store. So what? What? I guess they're welcome. packing. Well, oh gosh, no kidding. But welcome. All, while I was there, no, unfortunately, I'm sorry, all they had was large and extra large left. But oh. um, so you have man and but with with with. I, there was a small. but I said Beth couldn't wear a small because she's so voluptuous. Voluptuous. So is, anyway. So what is this? Rex, a large. A this small. large. These, are all, these are all large. What? I wear
0: a small and an extra small.
1: Do you really? Yeah. I, well, now you've got something
3: to sleep in. I'm, is a- I'm vaccinated. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I'm identifying, identifying
0: as, as vaccinated? vaccinated. Oh wow. I'm la- think, so I'll guys, just, we're holding right
3: now. huh?
0: Well, okay. So <laughs> I'm putting the camera. up. On me that's why i 'm talking into it i'm holding up the i 'm identifying as vaccinated, and um, for those listening it's a needle in the middle, horizontal, and inside the needle it it like uh, not quietly it' secretly or what is the word i'm looking for it's very hard to see. it says identifying as so from afar, it looks like you're saying i'm vaccinated and you're like a what is it called a virtue signaler
2: Matt's going to don that t shirt right now there he goes the model.
0: Speaking of, if you'd like a T-shirt that says your freedom or my freedom doesn't end where your fear begins, you can go to Beth.tv and get any kind of cool T-shirts that are spiritual or, you know.
2: Yeah, you stole our merch uh, Thunder right there. No, I didn't. Did I? No, decide. you.
0: Cre- no, when he told me that that's sign, sure. I was like, "That's a she- oh. shirt waiting to happen."
1: Oh, look, look, look at that! And and compliment your guns.
0: I'm um, identifying as vaccinated. Well, thank you Walmart. very much, Rex. Oh, yeah, so you. Definitely could have fit into the ne- s- well, next levels. I, I, you tomorrow. know, I
1: didn't. I didn't want. I didn't want to. I didn't know.
0: That's because cool. no, kinda, I do love kinda, how you're, men you're don't kinda, know how women's bodies well, are. Well, you're kind
1: of busty. You know, I mean, so I didn't want to. So,
2: so there's some maggotard out there with a a store with this propaganda.
1: A megatard. Here we go. The the, the the Russell Devil's Advocate. Here we go. Yes. And I bought you a gift there. Uh is what I'm saying. Okay. Oh, no, it is. Oh no, it's it's an awesome place.
0: Hey that Megatard, I mean, he's got such good uh good uh branding. It made it on talk on quantum bombs no. and I mean, it and,
1: worked. And and, and 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 not quite as important as quantum bombs, it was on Fox News. <laughs> so <laughs>
3: not quite That's, as important
1: so <laughs> anyway but I, I was just impressed by that that, that they're just they're just yeah, no nonsense and i
3: thought that was pretty cool anyway but uh well i like the part where they say we're going to defend that yeah I'm like wow you're basically saying come here and try to take this away we're going to shoot you in the face come and take it wow it's the good old come and take it
0: come and take what their store
3: well but you know what there are
1: how many places did shut down how many places we're not allowed oh, to find? Basically, if someone came to them and said you need to shut down, you're not you're not you're not pushing ma- everyone's not wearing mask in here, they would have said, Do not interfere with our business.
3: Yeah. yeah, you know what? I don't want to get too bogged down. Rex was talking to me earlier. He's got a lot of good stories from his travels, yeah. so keep going, Rex.
1: Okay. Well, do you want to go to all right, the gentleman, there is someone who I I, I will not say who it is, but someone who I kind of run things by whenever I, I manage to to be in his presence. And first thing I was talking about uh, AI. And he is someone who knows, and the quote I will say is that within our lifetimes, we have absolutely nothing to fear from AI. And I won't say how, but I'm just saying that he is someone who knows, that it's not an issue. And if you want to go past that, when uh, I we talked about a few things, and I said, uh, so you're taking away everything to be afraid of. And he said, oh, you want to be afraid of something? <laughs> first thing he said, meteors, comets, don't worry about it. That's something we have contingency plans for. He said, volcanoes. said, there is absolutely nothing we can do about a volcano. And he's not even talking planet killers. He said every 200 years, and the last one was 1815, a volcano so big will erupt that it will blanket the earth in ash to the point that it cools it so that there will not be a summer growing season.
2: So there's three topics, and we're going to go down the last one. Can we start and go in order AI? What? And then you mentioned a comment, which begs a question like, what the heck is their contingency plan? We'll
3: blow for? it up, I imagine. Yeah,
2: then you just have a you just turn like a single projectile into a shotgun well, coming at not, you. Not necessarily. necessarily. What if
3: you would use it like a tennis ball? You blow up next to it and you change its trajectory.
2: Yeah. Okay,
1: but I mean here, here we go to uh, the, consider the source. All right, we talk about like like that's a pretty uh, like, good one, about man. about um, yeah. about about uh, Bitcoin. I'll talk to you. Um, if I want to talk, if I want to talk about comets and how to deal with them, I'll talk to the gentleman Jerry, of whom I'm speaking. Jerry.
0: Okay, I so guess. Th- what
1: I'm just saying is that, is that this is a guy who knows what he's talking about, and and I, I imagine our defense against comets and asteroids is not foolproof, but we at least have possibly have things we can do as opposed to volcanoes, for which we have absolutely nothing we can so do. Actually, anymore. I actually yeah. heard
3: of a way we can combat the volcano, but we're not doing it fast enough, and I think it makes a lot of sense. It, where you just you, you oh, what, what's the eat? problem you want well,
0: because you all went straight back to volcano i thought okay. we we're at least going to stay Well, on, we
3: still had to go back to ai the
0: <laughs> i was thinking we we're going to ai they, i'm
3: sorry okay. i had a beer i'm not thinking right no now. it's go ahead.
0: okay but actually matt, i don't want to just pass thing. over what cool thing matt had did say which was to, to russell which is instead of shooting the comment like we think we would do thanks to that awful show armageddon <laughs> with whatever bruce willis or whatever um is that you would blow it up like a tennis ball next to it and so the the shock wave from the explosion nearby
3: i would think in space where anything can happen i mean if you pour water out it just stays in little droplets and you can push one you know and they 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 move away if you were to shoot a gun in outer space you would move away and the bullet would move away so if we set a nuke off next to a comet that blast wave would cause its trajectory to change it's going to cause a new vector. And maybe we could do that in such a way that it misses the planet Earth. Why not yeah,
2: just zero have, gravity? Why not just put a thruster on it? Or that. A tiny one. Yeah. And it burnt, and it lights up and just thrust for, you know, we catch it early enough. It could thrust for like a whole week. And as it's pushing it, every little bit it pushes is just another degree. Yeah. But
1: right? well, then you've got the difference of blowing up something next to it or actually getting to it and implanting a thruster. I imagine it's easier just to set off a
2: detonation. Well, you, whew, The thruster could be... The whole, the whole it craft. Hit that, it, and then, well, true. Just just imagine like an AI craft with no person. It's going to be sacrificial, and it's a rocket. It gets sent up, and it just goes out there. And it, and, Not and, in our and, lifetime. And, and instead of impacting it hard, it impacts it slow, so it doesn't damage itself. So it makes contact, and then it kicks on and starts pushing on it.
4: I'll, Maybe I'll, you could I'll,
2: have arms that come out. I don't I'll know. let him know.
0: You know, I just Appreciate. feel like we have such <laughs> short-sighted memories, guys. I mean, if we rewind back to episode one when we were on the close encounters of the fifth kind, the aliens already told us – you know, we learn in that documentary that they will help us in the event of global disaster like a comet coming. So we don't need to rely on our weapons. We could actually just all meditate and tell the aliens, like, yo, send it that way.
1: Do well, you know, you know, you know the old Tom Lehrer song about the, having the bomb? He talks about Israel, and he says, the Lord is our shepherd, says the song. but just in case, we better have a bomb. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it's like, you know, it'd be nice. We can We can, We can. We can. hope the aliens help us, but just in case.
0: No, yeah. I actually, I a. I do think they'd help if we failed. And— yeah, but I don't think we'd fail because like Matt's saying, it's pretty dang easy to detonate something. But how often do we detonate things in space, if ever? Well, we
3: did. Well, yeah, we did oh, yeah, lot. we definitely set a lot off in outer space. That's like how what? we found out about the, the nuclear E-O-B. bombs. Yeah, we, we've set over 2,000 nukes off since World War II.
0: In outer space? No,
3: in all over the world and outer space. Yeah.
0: But, well, the reason I only care about outer space because the atmosphere is different. Like what you're saying, like we're we're taking it so lightly. But like you said, like if it was a drop of water and it's floating and you just touched it with your – Pink, pinky finger index finger it might travel for a thousand miles from that one touch right yeah but so, see
3: earth is a lot bigger than the comet that we're i mean i guess if an earth-sized comet was coming i don't know we're kind of screwed <laughs> but you know if there's one the size of whoa, what was that russell we're getting swatted y'all we, we could
0: only wish do earth- i mean i mean we're not going to say that that early earth- we just only hope that many people listen to us that one day
3: do earth-sized <laughs> comets exist oh i'm sure so. space is infinite buddy I mean, can I give an example? I mean, sure. uh, if I can go off,
1: off, but it's just things that blow my mind. This, this this actually goes into religion, which we'll talk about when I went, you know, how big is God? And I was watching this show about, uh, it was uh, Stephen Hawking talking about how uh, Einstein had a theory of, <laughs> Matt, Matt, drinking is just fun, um, a theory about, about uh, 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 gravitational waves, whatever those are. We finally got um, instruments that could measure theoretically gravitational waves. They said, we need something big enough that our instruments can read it. So they looked around the universe for something that had happened and that they, they get waves from. And they located that 1.3 billion years ago, two black holes came together. And went,
3: <laughs> oh, for crying. Out <laughs> <Allah>. <laughs> Cut it. him off. Um, but- Matt is <laughs> on his uh, second beer or first? Yeah, it, well, I had some water after that first one. All right.
1: One. Good. Keep Thank going. God. But when, anyway, when these, when these black, black holes collided.
0: <laughs> stop it.
1: I don't, I don't get you, it. What are you, 12?
0: Yeah. Anyway.
3: I mean, just, just, you're, you're I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, it's you. I'm
1: sorry. But it emitted, it emitted energy equivalent to 50 times every star currently burning in the universe.
0: Wait, hold on. Uh, 50 times every star burning. So it's like all the stars that have burned forever. No, no, 50 no, all, the, times. Curr- all
1: the stars currently burning magnify their energy by 50 times, all of them combined. Yeah. And this. this
0: That's what happened when two black holes hit, met in space.
1: Yes, and and that's how much energy they they emitted. And I'm just saying, it's just that... I mean, not to not to go into religion, but it, but it's like I, I go all right. Supposedly, there's a being, yeah. who, who spoke this universe into existence.
0: He had a big brain fart that day. Well, well no, I'm
1: just saying is that is that it's so it's so massive and so huge, and 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 it's like, I and mean, we when we think we're all sitting there beating ourselves up guilty because we did something wrong, we think this guy is really oh. losing his mind. If if you you know you you, you I don't know. Well, yep.
0: my guess on that. No, I'm actually following you philosophically. Like, I've got a good reincarnation video on my YouTube at Beth Hagendorf that kind of goes into the philosophy of this. But I get it because when I'm – if God is this thought being that chopped himself into a million tiny pieces so he wasn't the only one playing in his play because he was just existing in the middle of nothing where everything was nothing and nothing was everything. And he chopped himself so many times, right? But then the little particle pieces, which are us souls creating – Eventually, Maya or the devil comes in, right, And which is kind of needed because you can't just have something go in one direction forever. It's got to come around, have the opposite pull, et cetera. And I think at some point, like this also probably we don't need to go deep into this direction of the Bible and Christianity, but like, you know, with the fallen angels. And when things kind of like, I'm sure God was like, oh, crap, that was interesting. Didn't really mean for that to happen. And maybe that's when he just decides to have two black holes collide in space. And then he's like, all right, cool. Now I'm working with something completely different.
1: I mean, I guess he divided himself up. Did he divide himself up just here? Because, because in this, <laughs> and, we are a speck.
0: In well, the yeah. And in I want to say when he divided and chopped us and divided himself up and chopped himself into pieces, which became souls. Um, the whole point and idea is those, is that they go back to him on their own free will and accord. Yeah. And then, of course, it gets much deeper than that. Like, are those are those little particle pieces pieces of dust that eventually evolve into minerals and then animals and then people and then Back to God, I don't know. I mean, that's a different, different, whole different podcast
1: that we should definitely have. Because I want to know: is 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 the being we call God more local? Is my thought that I had
0: like oh, like local physically? I'm
1: I'm just I'm just saying maybe maybe it's kind of like maybe the God we we think about only created our galaxy because there's I mean mean, I'm saying is that the. the, the, I'm just, I'm just wondering. I mean, because, again, the God who created the universe, the more we learn about the universe, the bigger it is. It's just, It's insanely huge and expanding. I mean, you're talking about that is the being that now gets involved and gets upset when you have a moment, a lustful moment.
0: Well, my uh, God doesn't get upset about anything. Well,
1: I know, I'm just saying. But I again. do love
0: talking, though, like this, that all of our ideas, what our ideas of God could be or, or are.
1: I, mean, oh, I like it, but again, that's a whole other podcast. I think, but I it. It's we, like we,
0: battling we, gods we. of different galaxies, though. I get where you're going with it.
1: Well, that's a
2: good video. Before game. we go back to AI, okay, maybe AI. I do want to point out that in this religious debate, for those that are paying attention, South Park uh, declared which religion was correct in the afterlife, and it indeed was the Mormons.
0: Oh, okay. So, dum, dum, dum. Yes, the Mormons yes. were correct. <laughs> um, j- everybody, Rex is a Mormon,
2: mm. and that's why Sorry. we want to.
0: We will talk on today's.
2: What? Oh. oh, did you? You
0: didn't. No, you knew that.
2: You I'm assuming you
0: didn't. Doc, doc I
2: knew that, but I didn't know if you wanted that said. Of so, oh, of course, I today is well, well. Actually, she said it. I today
0: just, is the day we interview him as a Mormon well, and at me as the original Christianity, which is basically me and Rex are two flavors of Christi- Christianity, and. Um, Anyways, and we, don't we use may or may M-word not get anymore. into it today because we have so many topics, Topics, but no, you didn't dox them. No, no,
1: actually, we, I we weren't, actually thought we were going to get to religion because I had brought up so many subjects just from my trip that we were talking about. We haven't even got to those yet. Religion can be a whole other Guys, podcast.
0: we're live producing with you. How do you like it? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. And,
1: and we don't use the M word anymore, by the way.
0: What, oh, Mormon? Yeah, it's it's uh, Latter-day Saints?
1: Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or Latter-day Saint or member of the Church of Jesus Christ. Yes. So what if you say notes.
2: Church of Jesus Christ and just kind of cough your way through the last part and people just think you're a regular Christian?
0: <laughs> you are a regular So that's what's funny. I wanted, to, I wanted to clarify this. Rex and I would both consider ourselves Christians, but other Christians wouldn't consider Rex and I Christians.
2: Right. And exactly. I,
0: being from a different faith, like mine, I consider original Christianity. My church is called Self-Realization Fellowship. Rex being from the Church of Latter Day Saints, Church, of Jesus, church of, <laughs> sorry. of Jesus Christ of Latter The, the reason of, oh, they say that sorry, is the Church he, of Jesus Christ It is <laughs> <he, he, he,
1: laughs> a lot to say, but the problem is that people were thinking that the church worshipped someone named Mormon, and actually, Mormon was a derogatory term that was used against them, and they just kind of adopted it. You know, and uh, and and so we you know what we need to let it know that it's in the name. It's well, a church that worships Jesus Christ.
2: So, we got to draw so hard so line. Are
0: we diving into Mormonism or AI? You
2: know, and let's go to AI. Well, he we, he dove into both. I gotta I gotta say that you're <laughs> identifying as a Christian, and the Christians aren't. Are, they're saying, no, that's not right. You're also identifying as being vaccinated, but the vaccinator is saying, I don't know if you're getting vaccinated status. So, Well,
0: you can't say the Christians. When there's What Rex and I want to point out is – Did you over, say There's
2: there's over
1: 45,000 – I've heard there's over 45,000 different Christian denominations in the world.
0: Yeah. The ones they're, here – Just the, Christian. The, how collo- many, colloquially, my like, friends how many, and – don't like hearing that.
2: How many different kinds of vaccinated are there? Well, I think there's vaccinated and
1: unvaccinated, and identifying as vaccinated.
2: Well, oh, no, there's Johnson and Johnson, oh, okay. Moderna, and oh. Pfizer. But you think there you will know... there will be factions that split out as it as, <laughs> as it continues.
0: I will be traveling soon, so my mouth is staying zipped on that.
1: Uh, okay. Well, yeah. anyway, yeah, I'll be traveling to some countries
2: that just wear the I identify shirt, and you'll be vaccinated. You'll be fine.
1: But anyway, one of the reasons I like the church that I joined is because they do not have hostility towards other denominations, which quite the opposite. A wonderful story, I know, that in Salt Lake City, which is, of course, predominantly, you know, Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, um, it's, <laughs> there was a Catholic cathedral, and, and it was falling into disrepair. And they didn't have the money to repair it. Our church re- repaired it and, and for them, you know? It's like it, it, they, they don't hate and judge other religions, which I find very appealing. It's like the minute somebody judges my religion, I go, yeah, you know what? You just kind of made yours less appealing.
2: That seems very un-American of them. What? what? To not hate the opposing tribe.
1: Well, yeah, it's not not American, I guess. But it's a very American religion.
2: Uh, Okay, back to AI.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, because I do want to talk. Actually, I could, I mean, the thing is, is we uh, taught religion. I'll go on for hours. But, yes, I felt like we started. We keep trying to get back to it. So um, one thing about the AI that you had just said. That I had thought of as a, I just watched Mark Rober. Scene. Sorry, I got his last name a little bit wrong on Joe Rogan. And he he's a guy that invented the, the web browsers. So he's like a tech geek. And he said the same thing that you're saying your friend said, which was, trust me, AI is not what we need to worry about. And he commented specifically on the Google engineer that reported the AI as being sentimental and saying he
2: was lonely.
3: So he, sentient. He could be sentimental too. Maybe it was sentimental, but first
2: you got to be sentient. First you got to be sentient, and then you can be sentimental. (laughs) I'm
0: going to look up the definition of sentient and read it back to us here in a second. It
2: basically just means conscious.
0: Oh, okay. So what he said was, though, his answers when you asked him, like, hey, hey, bro, are you lonely? And he gave him a very sentimental, sentient answer. He's programmed that way. He basically simply said, if you asked him the opposite question, he will give you the right answer as well, like the opposite answer, what he just said. And um he said without he said no matter actually Matt's wife Gina brought this point up that uh I was talking to her and I was telling her this and he said no matter how hard we try to program our AI they will never be able to fold our clothes and and y- your wife said isn't that funny though they they could drive our cars and I was like yeah no they're you know AIs there's a I think some ubers out there running around right now picking up and dropping off passengers no driver no real human driver I think So, how is it that we can program AI to drive cars but not fold a t shirt? They
2: they can't. I mean, he's just saying they haven't solved the clothes folding problem yet.
3: He's a really guy, and he
0: doesn't think we're close to it at all. Sorry, what were you saying?
3: Well, I I just want to say that I disagree with that guy. I think he's really smart, he knows more than I do. But my gut feeling is uh, I've lived long enough to hear people, experts, say this will never happen, we'll never see this only to see it again and again. And with AI, because it advances so quick and the, the, the horizon on that frontier is constantly coming to us quickly and, and quicker every time because of the advancements and they compound on one another. I do believe that before I die, if I live to be ripe and old, and certainly in my children's life, AI not only will be folding clothes, but you're going to have to ask somebody, are you AI or a person?
2: Yeah cuz you can't tell. But I I think what's going to happen is like you said it advances fast enough well to this guy that Beth just referenced uh Mark he's what his, he's saying that software engineers fully understand what happens on the most sophisticated AI we have today from like the way it's coded to like what it actually can create and produce and, and all of that from beginning to end it's fully understood. But since we're programming like the ability for it to create and basically write its own code and it'll eventually write its code and write in a code, which we like encrypted, for example, it can create an encrypted code and write it. We programmed it to do that. We could eventually understand how it did that, but it would take us a very long time, much faster than it can create and progress. So it'll advance at a rate that is faster than we have the ability to follow so eventually, it'll get so far out ahead, we're not going to be, it'll be like a mystery to us, and it'll be like a toddler trying to mess with a desktop, or trying to figure out how a computer program works. They're, they're never going to get it right. <clears throat> right? So that's, that's where I, I think this is headed, and we're going to think it's conscious and sentient, even though in reality, it's just a cold, calculated computer with no soul, it just, and we just don't know how it works because it's moving much faster than our understanding. We're never going to be able to figure out how it works. That's what I think is going to happen. But I'd be curious. You said like uh, we don't have to worry about it. Well, I mean, the other side of that is what about them giving us abundance? Like you know, if you it, like driving the cost of labor down to near zero may sound bad for like, and, and it may disrupt the economy. But in reality, it's going to give all of us. Uh, an abundance of goods and services,
3: and time, and I don't know if some people even want the abundance of time. Well, you know, it's funny
1: because as, um, as I was watching um, the podcast you guys did, I was because I, I was in—I grew up in upstate New York, and in the late 1800s, it became a resort. And which I'd never even put it together, the reason that they started having resorts in the late 1800s is because of the Industrial Revolution. Before steam machines and whatnot started started to take over, people worked all the—all they did was work but because of the industrial revolution, people had free time and they started to have vacations and they started to have weekends and the, the eight hour work day was eight hours of work, eight hours of leisure time, eight hours of sleep. And I think it was Henry Ford that started that might've been someone. Anyway, but people had free time and what it was talking about was um, how did I, the connection was that now we've gone so far that we have so much free time that we're just going crazy. And that was when you guys were discussing, I think uh, gender identity and, and, and we, because we have now, we, we can literally worry about these non-issues.
3: Well, look at we, the eons that we waste on social media. Okay. With what we have now of just derping on a phone all day, scanning mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, It was so only 200 what, years ago you were just trying to feed yourself. Yeah, and now you're literally just waiting to die. You're, you're literally just looking through pictures going, well, I'm going to kill this afternoon.
0: Yeah, I think you, we could be taught to do with our time, but it would take some major program. Well, I guess because our governments don't actually care about our mental health or well-being – but I mean well, you we could don't. you could implement into communities like because you're right like no one in America even knows how to retire right like they don't they actually just keep working cuz they don't know how to be happy outside of their own job or their, their job identity but I mean gosh for those that do have the hobbies like for those that do and when we say hobbies on that one episode you know like creating like whatever whether your hobbies like playing the guitar or, you know, sculpting something with a knife or painting. Inventing. I mean, all anything. Yeah, once people really find a few things like that, man, humanity would be in bliss and abundance. But it's
3: it's just like any other echelon. There, there's a few that do that, and there's this mass portion that will never do that.
0: It's those that need to be shown. And
3: be shown, but you can they, show them. They even they told. Still they want,
0: like to be told.
3: Go to a guy under the bridge and tell him everything that he needs to do to change his life. Hmm. And, and if he does it, 100% guaranteed it will change his life. Will he do it? Do it to 100 people living under a bridge. Go tell them. I'm going to tell you well, exactly people, what to do. But
0: the people in their bridge are the exactly like not the people that you
2: yeah, should. Yeah, they're, living, th- in vic- that's like, they're
3: living in victim mentality. It, They'll never, they cool. don't resonate it's, with it's, yeah. it's an example, but extrapolate that out to the bigger picture. Well, was talking about black the mass and white. It's not, you know, clear cut corner. Yeah. You have a gradient there. I, was, I guess I was
0: talking about the mass population.
3: Yeah, but see, there's millions of people on welfare. All they want to do
1: is sit on the porch or, or and buy beer. I mean, but it's they just like-
0: know no different, though. I mean, but- seriously, no one. No, I always actually I do think about them a lot because sadly, we're from you know we're in a small town. where you know exactly where they live, and you know you know it's generational, and it's sad, it's heartbreaking. And I was sitting there wondering, like, how many of those guys or girls, if they had a parent say, you know, so it's a really big world out there. And, like, you could kind of do whatever you want as long as you just, you know, do this first, do this next. And I mean, do meaning, like, you're going to go through school. You're going to play all these societal games. Like, really actually talk about the game of life with them. They never had that. They just know that they want to go buy a black and mild at the gas station because that's all they know. They need to hear it.
3: I agree. I'm just telling you, don't be surprised when the majority of it hears it. Goes in one ear and out the other, and they go back. That's just the way. Because we live in a very free country. I know people will argue against that. There's so much discrimination out there. Yeah. But the truth is, if you've got if you if you grab a root and growl and go after it, you can get something. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a reason. There's a few people at the top. This big pyramid, and then this line at the bottom. And and that was here long before I was born. It's going to be here after I yeah. die. That's the way it is. But I agree. You need to spread that message to everybody you possibly can. Education is the key. Don't be surprised when nature still exists is what I'm saying. Classical
0: mm. education, not necessarily the school education, but, you know, you just said something about, oh, man, so, so I lost it.
1: I was – stop me if I've told this story before, but it's something that I thought – it was one in regret I've, I still have. It was, it was a 2001. I was in New York City <clears throat> taking a subway over to Brooklyn, and I had my 35-millimeter camera. I was living in Austin on a farm. And there was this young guy sitting across from me. He kept looking over, probably 16, 17 years old. Uh, uh, if it's relevant, he was a black kid anyway. But he kept looking over, and I finally said, "What?" He said, "I said I'm just looking at, I'm admiring your camera." And he's really into photography, so he came over, and and I had a, a, a little album of pictures I'd taken on the farm. And he said, "Well, I've never been out of the city, so I've never seen anything like that before." I was like, "And, and but he, but he said he said I have pictures too." He said, "This is a sunset I took from the roof of my project building."
0: Oh, my God. It breaks my heart.
1: But It breaks my heart. But the thing is, he was this bright-eyed, ambitious, he loved photography, he was articulate. And I'm like, you're not what I thought came out of projects. And I'm like, I'll guarantee you there's a mother in his home, whatever, who, to your point, in the middle of whatever world he's living in, in the projects in New York City… She was encouraging this, and and, and I wished I had given him an email or something like that and said, like, look, when you're 18, give me a call. I want to I show you a farm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I regret that I didn't do that, but I, I just hope that he continued that ambition and, and that brightness and, and pursued something out of his project.
0: Yeah. I was a sociology major, and I remember my teacher told us about people that have never let, walked further than six blocks in inner city Chicago. Mm-hmm. And that really has stuck with me the rest of my life to think about, like, how far people – don't know like they don't know anything but a concrete jungle I, I did want to say something on the bright side matt i remember it came back to me in regards to the people you know think uh, thinking it's hard to make it in this country thankfully i feel like the majority like on the news at least i see it a lot especially with immigrant communities they they do know you can move to america and make a living for yourself do well, you think they risk their life in be. a boat well i mean the in fact white people are i think the second to poorest my uh, like ethnic group in America, like so many of the immigrants, especially the I think the Indians are the number one wealthiest, primarily because they become doctors. Um, but I mean, so many people I do know, know and you'll hear them interviewed, like on the walking on the street or whatever street interviews, say no, love America. This is the country of opportunity. You can actually create something as a self-employed person. If man, you knew man,
3: nothing else, just judge a place by how many people are clawing to get in, yep. not out. There's a reason for millions that. Millions trying to get in here.
0: All right, Russ. Were you satisfied that we scratched your AI? <laughs> I mean, because well, we passed thing, over it so fast. The
2: next thing is we came up with our own made-up solutions. I wanted to know if, if uh, there was anything said about what are the actual comments. Comet solu- solutions.
1: Oh no! Basically, that wasn't the discussion I had. Basically, was uh, he was saying you know everyone thinks we need to fear comets. He said no, not, no, we have contingency plans. His, he kind of we passed over that for him to say the one thing. If you want to be afraid of something, the one thing we have absolutely no power over or control is volcanoes. But the point again, not a super volcano. That's like a that's like a, a planet killer. So it's the one that happens every two hundred years that <laughs> that cools down the planet. To a point where you will have an entire year with no growing season, and they says that will be worldwide famine. You know, because you, you've got everyone's got food put away. Very few people have enough food put away for an entire year.
3: And what can you do for a volcano?
1: Well, you said there's something, but according to him, I, I mean, forgot. There's there's nothing you can do for a volcano.
2: I don't. I, just my my solution was have hydrocarbons um, stored and prepped to. To be able to convert to artificial sunlight to grow plants indoors. So if you, if you uh, for example, have a a generator that can power UV lights, you can grow plants in a, a connex box. Oh, they do it all the time.
1: Yeah. But there would
2: have to be, again, in order to do that globally to... to uh, no, 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 no. no, no. Uh, We're being uh, selfish here. Okay. He well, said how can you or i prepare for that so i'm coming up with like an individual solution well you, solution. Can, well, you, if could you gener- don't have your own generator and 5 million gallons of gasoline well then you know
1: well watch the ju- martian you can grow food in your own poop
3: um
2: or you just have the guns to take it from the people that did prepare hey
3: we, love and peace brother yeah, oh,
2: okay. yeah, that that's a bad prep plan <laughs> yeah
3: It's more like having it to defend it from those that didn't prepare, not taking it from. That's
2: true. I was wondering
3: why you didn't have your computer out here. I mean, would you like to hear the solution to volcanoes? Please.
0: Yeah, and after that, we're going to follow up with our own self-produced super volcano little minute thingy that we made. All three Uh, of us made it. Yeah, sorry. Keep going, Matt.
3: Okay, so I maybe it was when we were making it back in the day. Uh, Everybody knows that the center of our Earth is a lot of hot molten rock wishing around and
2: that's actually not
3: proven, but go ahead. Okay. Well, (laughs) it's seriously like there Devil's advocate. Okay. Let let me, (laughs) let me just say everybody knows that we're
0: 99%. Everybody thinks
3: that that weird glowing blob stuff that comes out of volcanoes is molten rock. It's called lava. If it's below the ground, it's called magma and, So without Russell chiming in, let's just say that that exists underground before it comes up. Uh, So there's magma down there, and this hot molten rock is there, builds pressure, plates are shifting, and it finds ways to come up. It's it's basically an energy release. The earth has this energy built up, and volcanoes are a way that it releases energy. One of the suggestions was uh, that we should – and they're doing this or they're working on it to drill a lot of massive holes in the ground and get down where it's very, very hot and be using that heat energy to generate electricity and power for our cities. And when I heard that, I thought, man, what a, what a brilliant idea. I know I used to work in the oil field and, and we had a hole that was geez, I had like 19, I want to say 19,000. Maybe that's crazy. 19,000 feet. Oh, no, no. That, yeah. You, yeah 19,000 feet deep. And, and you worked in the oil industry and it was hot down there it was very hot um and i like hot springs and so you don't even have to go in some places you don't have to go nineteen thousand feet but if we could find these areas that have this pressure built up and scientists do know where they're like well this is kind of a hot spot you know there something could happen here if we could drill and tap into that energy for something the size of new york city chicago la whatever and be pumping that much water down there, generating steam, which is turning turbines, condensing it and pumping it back down and just sitting there sucking that energy out of the ground. We, we obviously couldn't do it, you know, maybe a year before a volcano erupts. But if we had 50 years of that, we could, we could slowly bleed some of that pressure off. In certain so that it areas. You was, yeah, in certain areas so that it wasn't this, uh, this vault, this big event. So it, it's mm-hmm. kind of an interesting thought because it is energy. It's not the sun. It's totally sustainable. It's not polluting anything. Uh, why are we not doing it? And I guess the, the reason we're not is the technology for getting that deep and setting a system up down there to generate that steam maybe. But it, it for all the things that we do in the oil and gas industry, it doesn't seem uh, that hard. But I'm it's,
2: pretty sure we're going to be – the El Salvador's on it because uh, the president said they're going to – he calls it volcano energy. It's geothermal energy, yeah, it's, and they're going to used- use it to mine Bitcoin. They're on the Bitcoin standard there. Okay. So – It's
1: used in certain areas. But there's also volcanoes created by friction, too, not just from the center of the Earth.
2: Yeah, right. It wasn't a fix-all, but it was a thought. So what you're saying is it does cool it down. It doesn't actually bring any of the magma up out of there. No.
1: But it reduces the energy, I think is what he's referring to. Because it cools it
2: down. and And I guess you could say if it's hotter, it's expanding, taking up more volume. So if it's cooler, it'll be less likely to blow because it's taking up less volume. It's an energy
3: gradient. And, and it, it gets to the top and it blows out. We're saying, hey, let's take that energy off before it has to come up here.
1: Well, that's why they're always glad whenever there's a small earthquake in California. because yeah. Because it released some of the energy. They're waiting for it to release a bunch at once. But release
3: a little at a time and we'll be okay. Yeah, it's like people trying to quit something, you know. A little at a time. A little at a time. Or do something. Work out. A well, little at a time.
2: So it's not even the volcano eruption that's dangerous, though. It's just the ash in the sky that clouds of the he, sun. he said
1: the main problem is that it would it would cool the planet to the, to an extent that there would be no growing season for a year and there would be absolutely it would, it would cause famine which again the last time it happened was 1815 1816 was a summer without with a, a year without a summer mm. and, the, uh, well,
2: um the last time it happened was 18 what
1: 15 was the, uh, it was a volcano and it cooled 1816 to the point when there was like no growing season apparently
2: and how did people survive
1: well baron a lot of them didn't I <laughs> you know i see because you with this podcast came up way earlier than i expected i was going to look it up but we can do some research and find out about it but in uh if you just put in a year without a summer and 1816 or
2: 1815 should pop right up well it may have been just a portion of the of the like regional to the I, volcano, I don't, maybe? I don't believe
1: it was. That was that. Why it was that was that was big enough that it was global. Because I mean, and we even did Krakatoa, which was what eighteen eighty something or other, and it didn't. It it cooled the planet for five years, but it wasn't severe enough to actually destroy a growing season. So it was the, the eighteen fifteen would have been bigger than Krakatoa. Is, yeah, is Krak- that the one Krakatoa. that
3: caused the mini ice age?
1: No, mini ice age. We don't. I mean, they don't even know why that was caused. That was three hundred years long. That ended in the eighteen fifties, but three hundred years before that. That's just kind of like the you know, people don't like to admit it, but the Earth just tends to cool and it that is. wasn't
3: climate change caused by capitalism.
1: Well, in we 18, did start 15. burning coal in the early 1800s, so yeah, we, see, we, 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 I think we entered the ice age because we started coal in the 1800s. So
2: well, the mini ice age. I've got a uh, related to question, and that is: can can any of you guys actually uh, describe what
3: pollution is?
1: Um, yes, no, not off. I mean,
3: well, everything we have comes from this Earth. So we change its form into something ugly that doesn't help sustain life. That poisons plants, animals, and we dump it back in the environment where it poisons plants and animals where it wasn't before. Unlike like Terralingua, Texas, where mercury is in the ground by the tons normally, uh, it's not here. So if I took mercury from Terralingua, which is not pollution, and dumped it here, it would be pollution. It came pollution. Yeah. Oh. Email it to yourself.
1: So we've lost the Hagendorfs. But no so I obviously you have a definition.
2: No, well <clears throat> in this day and age we define pollution as carbon. You 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 are a carbon-based life form. Mm-hmm. So you are an actual sort you are pollution. I am a pollutant. You are the carbon that Bill Gates would like to reduce on this planet. Yeah. And that is <clears throat> that is the you know the Georgia Guidestones population limiting was about but um my understanding, what you never hear, is is that uh, we had other, previous carbon-based life forms form algae or plant growth or whatever, and then that all got buried, and that's what we drill for and br- bring to surface in the oil field, the hydrocarbons. Now, it took millennia to make those, and so we're just willy-nilly pulling them to the surface and burning them over a course of decades. So that's a very unnatural cycle for the Earth, seeing as it took forever to make them, and we're just putting them back in the atmosphere like really quick. Mm-hmm. So it's probably a bad global experiment we shouldn't be running, and that's my understanding is why we shouldn't be burning fossil fuels in the way in which we are. And I do think we'll, we'll. Uh, I'm, I'm an advocate of nuclear power. So, but if you, if you bring up, so if you bring up. So that's why I asked what pollution is. So is it is it like the plastic bag that's blowing away, or is it the exhaust out of my truck? Probably anything you don't want. As a matter of fact, the, the same person I was talking
1: about, who we talked about um, climate change and whatnot, who said we can't, we may be causing climate change, but we can't prove it. So don't don't, don't believe anyone who says they have the, the data to support it. But he says one thing about this climate thing is that we're we're not putting the resources to stuff that actually needs to be dealt with. And he said was plastics the one the, the oceans he said is a, it's, seriously it's a big problem, we should
3: be mining plastic it's a source of energy
1: well we, can, we should be cleaning the ocean up and using that stuff as fuel we should whatever it is to do, but the thing is that's a that's a bigger concern. The amount of plastic in the ocean is a far bigger concern than than for, than climate change
0: yeah, and what uh, Russell had said also covered with mark robinson's interview is nuclear energy everybody kind of has a bad to- taste in their mouth when you hear it. Well, that's because we're thinking of it like the 1950s car versus the Tesla car today. Nuclear energy would be the cleanest, greenest way for us to power the planet, and there are so many nuclear experts that are now finally being interviewed. and Joe Rogan's actually making a point to get at least one or two of them on his podcast soon, because if you actually are pro climate, you would be pro nuclear energy if you were able to hear an honest argument for nuclear energy. But back to you, Matt. What did you when you say plastic can be? Um, plastic can be used as fuel plastic stinks and it looks weird when it burns so how would that work
3: well it's it's bound up energy uh they they took a hydrocarbon linked it together and uh polymerized it and you have carbon bonds sitting there and it's uh it's energy i mean you can if you go on youtube and watch some of these uh dudes that are distilling it and this is not the way to do it uh at least on large scale they just build a fire under a pot, stuff it full of plastic, close the lid, and they condense everything that comes out. And the first layer is like this wax that they use for candles. And at the end, they've got a, a material that is similar to gasoline.
0: Uh, we're getting our show ready that we made. So basically, it's not as sexy. Like Not all energy is sexy. Now, plastic, it's,
3: it's energy that's there. And, and w- there is... We have a lot of smart people, and there's technology that maybe could take advantage of that. But I think nuclear is the way to go, uh, and geothermal is a way to go. But nuclear, we just have to learn our lessons from things like uh, Fukushima. Chernobyl. Chernobyl. I mean, those are pretty big deals, and so we have to take that into account and learn from those lessons. But there's also – what's the deal with thorium? There's – and I, and chemistry, yeah, I'm a chemist, but chemistry is a big field, and I I don't know much about nuclear chemistry, um, but I think that you can use thorium quite safely, and that you know if I knew we were going to talk about that, maybe I could have read up on that. But I, yeah, nuclear is the way to go.
1: Uh it just well, is. There's another aspect to nuclear, and this is one of the which which I don't know if Russell hasn't touched on. One of the cool, one of the, I mean, in UXO, I get to encounter a lot of cool things. One of them is to work in Massachusetts when they're building a fusion reactor. We've completely lost that whole area. What fusion?
0: No, I'm I'm saying saying in in Massachusetts. Massachusetts,
1: Yeah, in Massachusetts, I worked on a job where we were preparing the ground for them to build this fusion reactor. It's not finalized; they haven't got it yet. But if we can, if we can, if we can, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Make fusion. Functional. If we, can, if we can make a fusion power plant, it like answers so many questions. There's no radiation. What's what's the in fusion what's what's the byproduct, you know?
3: I'd have to read up on it. Okay.
1: But I mean the big problem with, with nuclear is we we use fission now, which creates a lot of radiation, but fusion, which is far more powerful than than, than, than fission, is no radiation. There's, there's there's no harmful byproducts. That's what the sun... The sun is a fusion reactor. We're trying... We're getting closer and closer and closer to actually having fusion energy on the planet. Once If we develop that, then we're then problem solved. Absolutely. There's no downside, really, to fusion power.
2: Nuclear first, then, then that. Well,
1: well, nuclear fusion is nuclear, but there's fission nuclear and there's fusion nuclear.
2: Yeah, so right.
1: Right we're, now, we're fission. We're, right now, we need a fission reaction to create a fusion reaction. They're trying to develop ways of creating fusion without fission. Well...
2: Electromagnets, I said, there's something with that, I don't know.
0: You don't You don't hear this the, often in politics. The
2: very old systems that gave nuclear power a bad name, like, were, were old, like, I mean, these, like, Fukushima was recent, but that was built... No
0: one died from Fukushima, though. That Keep was
2: built going. forever ago. The ones, the, the <coughs> nuclear plants we build now, like, the default state is, if it loses power and it stops being maintained, it, like, um, goes into a state of dormancy. Like, we've, we can design them that way. <clears throat> so, sure. so there's actually no, like, meltdown danger. But well, why don't we have dirigibles? Or, or nobody,
1: I mean, because the Hindenburg blew up. The Hindenburg was supposed to be carrying hyd- uh, helium. But they had hydrogen. If it had been helium, we'd probably still have them today. But it was such a film spectacular. No one was going to ride on them ever again. Oh. I would. They're cool. So, yeah, oh, let's talk.
0: Slow. Yeah, tell the audience what a dirigible is. Guys, imagine having this.
1: I would so love to have that. I mean, the Goodyear Blimp's probably 110 feet long. The Hindenburg was 800 feet long. It was like a oh. building flying in the sky.
0: Party in but the
1: sky. Exactly. But how fast? Will... It's 80, 80, 80, oh, about 84 miles an hour. Is, oh, wow. Wow, oh, that's pretty
3: good. Yeah.
0: Well, could... Wait, how fast?
3: 84, it 85 It is
0: like miles a hour? party in the sky.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
3: and like You could have a veranda, actually, that you walk out they, on.
1: You could open up windows and the wind's blowing We've in
0: got – okay, guys. I mean, I have big dreams. We're going to amass wealth in this lifetime and get our own dirigible. I mean
1: – It's got to be – With that. your face on it. They, on they still the, have the hangers. The first podcast, the hangers we were said we we're in still a dirigible.
0: Use those. That was our dream from the beginning. Yeah. We told people we were in a dirigible over New York filming mm-hmm. as opposed to this.
1: I so think they'd be so cool to like see. They, I mean, they were just so – they were just magnificent. But the only reason we don't have them was because the Hindenburg was so spectacular. It didn't have to have it. And if it had been helium, it, we'd probably... All right,
0: so we're assuming everybody knows. Right. So we've, we're obviously into science and explosives, and we've been I've been working on producing shows around that, so we know very well what the Hindenburg is. But for those that don't know Rex, what year did it, and what happened?
1: 1937. It was the maiden voyage. Well, it was it, it was flew in thirty six, but it was the first voyage of nineteen thirty seven, and it crossed the land. It was competing with ocean liners because it went twice as fast. So that was the main competition. And
0: it burned. It blew up it, over a city and burned.
1: No, well, no, no. I no, mean, no.
0: Let, it, let people picture luckily, this.
1: It blew up on the landing field in Lakehurst, New Jersey. Wow. It had blown up it it was like a fiery worse. crash. But now, interestingly, if you ever see the Empire State Building, that 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 point on top of the Empire State Building, that was supposed to be a a, a landing post for dirigibles. Oh,
0: the idea you're was living that they, the they, dream. They could
1: Come right into New York City, and then they would walk down down the Empire State Building and. Go How did you get
0: here? Oh, we just landed in our dirigible, and yep. door. that yep. is a dream. And line. everybody
3: would see it, be like, right there, eight hundred yep. feet long. Well, oh. unfortunately,
1: they they didn't take into mind that at twelve hundred feet, it's real windy up there, so they couldn't land it. Oh. But anyway, so they would land in New Jersey. That's where it blew up, but it was filmed. I mean, that was the deal. Was, There's was a lot of film footage of it, and so everyone saw it. It was live broadcast on radio. Everyone heard it happen. So it was a really bad. PR. People
0: die. I mean. The fire—I just remember yes. it burning. So people did die in yeah. uh,
1: But but surprisingly, uh, two thirds survived. Only a third of the people died.
0: Thank goodness. And it's
1: because the heat went up. It's like as it slowly settled, people jumped out and ran. So the heat was really going up, and they had time to get out. A lot of them were injured,
4: but mm.
1: okay.
0: But, so Russell's been working oh. really hard. Thank you. I'm putting him on the spot. <laughs> Somehow he took my producing seat a little bit, and I'm slowly going to take it back. But obviously, uh, we're all into science and explosives, uh, Mad Hat with. Rex and I had a TV show on Discovery where he blew up crap. So after that, um, I just we decided to produce our own show called Blown Away. I'm still working on getting it picked up with a network or a streaming service. And we created this pilot, and it's all about Krakatoa. And, um, I mean, I didn't talk much about the volcano because we could talk all day about how awesome Krakatoa is. On this 46-minute pilot episode, though, I went into the Volcanic Explosivity Index just to kind of go over, like, how big volcanoes are since we were talking about them. And then right after this, I think this, it goes straight into the uh, super volcanoes and we hired a cool voiceover guy, a guy I like a lot. So it's probably all him talking, but uh, this is, you know, if you watch the whole episode, Rex and Matt and I are all in it, but yeah, enjoy. And we're going to play it for those watching the video, but um, hopefully we'll all feel like Armageddon's coming. If I did my job right, writing this TV show. Oh, can you rewind it at like 28 something? It's, Sorry. So first, uh, before we jump into what a supervolcano is, we're doing this uh, like anime. Russ, are you starting from the beginning of the explosivity index?
4: This was a bad idea.
0: Uh, sorry. So <laughs> around
4: the world, supervolcanoes are the deadliest explosions. Earth.
0: You pause it and start at the
2: 2820
4: left behind the py- Perhaps we should
1: save this to when it's all ready to go.
0: So, sorry guys, We're switched, when we switched to Video Falls Audio, we left the roadcaster, went to a Roland, and anyways, New Tech, can you start it at uh, the Volcano Explosivity Index, which is like 28, just 28 minutes?
2: Yeah. Okay. A 28 even or 28-28? Well,
0: where, where did you just start it? 28-28. You better go for 28, 28 minutes. Okay.
2: One thing I wanted to, uh, yeah, was to go around the Hindenburg,
1: the reason I brought up the Hindenburg was to say it's the same thing with nuclear power. It may be safe and technical but because we've got sense. Chernobyl and we've got all these bad memories, it doesn't it does that's all people think about. So even though we could have safe dirigibles, we won't use them ever again because of the Hindenburg in the same way we, we the people are anti-nuke because we, we there were so many visual and so, so many
4: accidents in the past. Well, so, Led by fear. So that's... ...next yeah. um, speed across the ocean. Hidden in its deadly cloud were countless fragments of molten rock, smoldering at over 1,800 degrees Fahrenheit, hungry to engulf whatever the tsunami had left behind. The pyroclastic flow alone killed another 4,500 people. It's Krakatoa.
0: Yeah, that's Krakatoa.
4: Now, volcanoes are measured on a scale called the Volcanic Explosivity Index, or simply the VEI. This is a one. Eyjafjallajökull was a four. Krakatoa was a six. Tambora was ten times more powerful than Krakatoa that's and was the largest about. known seven. And supervolcanoes are an eight. There is a supervolcano sleeping underneath Yellowstone National Park in the United States and 19 others around the world. Supervolcanoes are the deadliest explosions Earth can create. They are millions of times bigger than Hiroshima. Yellowstone's magma chamber is so large it can fill Earth's rivers eight times over. The chamber spans over 11,000 cubic miles. The most recent supervolcano eruption was Lake Toba, 75,000 years ago. Some scientists believe it nearly wiped out the human race, leaving between three and 10,000 people left alive in South Africa. Supervolcanoes are real events. They occur every 100,000 years or so. Over 20 have been recorded in Earth's history. Yellowstone supervolcano has erupted four times in the past, roughly every 600,000 years. So Yellowstone is overdue. Since 2003, rumors continue to spread as activity at Yellowstone changes. Would the United States survive a supervolcano? That is a no. Before the (laughs) eruption, there will be thousands of earthquakes. The eruption will trigger hundreds of other volcanoes worldwide. Furthermore, tsunamis will flood coastal areas and island countries. People will be burnt to a cinder. Billions dead from the poisonous ash cloud that will cover the planet. To follow, there will be a volcanic winter. Imagine a situation of worldwide famine. It's no exaggeration to say the human race would be in peril. On the bright side, scientists at NASA now hold bold plans to use geothermal engineering to help cool off the sleeping giant beneath us, though those efforts will cost billions and will take thousands of years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love plan. it. Volcanoes aren't just all death and destruction. Yeah, and, and when, man, when you shirt. see this, when you see this video, I'm like, oh my god, we look so young. I got so sad. No, but um, yeah, that's really good. That's that man, makes that's makes me well realize I never watched the show. That's really good. I know, right? I, actually, <laughs> it's funny when you. It, it, in a way, like I forgot all of that, so we we could have a fresh conversation about volcanoes and learn. I have a, I guess I have a bad memory. I don't know about y'all, but man, that was oh. really awesome. All that's I did, I wrote all of that, and I have to say, I try to be non-biased. I researched a lot, and all of that is true.
1: <laughs>
2: it validates what
1: my friend said.
0: Yeah, it does. For, so
2: for those, we have nothing to fear except for, for those that actually are listening and weren't able to see that there. The last scene, sorry, Matt, it was it had. Rex and Beth in it, that's a part of their show called Blown Away. So that was actually, I don't know. I don't know what that was, you but no one no one else, if, if you're listening, would know that.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I, I prefaced before we started that we that's a show I'm producing and created with my producing partners. I got a shout out to them, Envy Studios. But um, sadly, you can't watch any of the pilot or any stuff that we create because it's all like internal until a network picks it up. But I think of the sizzle reel for the show is on, is on my website, Beth.tv. Um. Yeah. No, that's cool, though. Volcanoes are fascinating. Mount Krakatoa, the reason we did that, we chose to do that show because in 1883, when it erupted, for two reasons, it was the loudest sound ever recorded on Earth. But the sound was so loud, it created a shockwave. And so, obviously, with Matt's explosives, we blew a bunch of crap that you could see on a high-speed camera, the shockwave going through. I think it circled the world, like the shockwave itself. It was either three or seven times. Do y'all remember? I don't remember. I mean, obviously, we cover it deeply on the show. I think it was seven.
3: Seven times. Burnout.
0: Yeah. Imagine Burnout. that, guys. Like, wherever you are right now and something blows up, it creates a wave. That wave travels around the world, over the ocean, through the other continents, over the other oceans, back to you, and again, six more times. So that's how badass volcanoes can really be. It also um, – I'm trying to remember the biggest killer. I think it was the pyroclastic cloud. So you die in several ways of volcanoes. Obviously, the starvation and famine that would come from the clouds. But then you also have the immediate tidal waves and, and then the, the big – the cloud of, like, heat. Yes, it's called fire. the pyroclastic clouds.
1: Yeah. But that didn't kill the planet. Krakatoa wasn't built enough, big, big enough to cool the entire planet is what – Oh, so it yeah. What huge. was
0: that artist's name? Uh, Edward Munich? There's – uh, it's this, the picture of the scream. So if you're into art, guys, in 1880-something, there was a picture called the scream, mm-hmm. and it's got the red sky behind the ghost screaming.
4: That, that was because that was, of
1: Krakatoa? That was yeah.
0: because of the summer cra- – wow, Rex. I'm not the only one that has a, a memory of a gnat. Like, no, yeah, no, I mean, we, well, it's funny because we talked about it on the TV show that we filmed.
2: That was a while ago. And you're
0: learning it for the first time. I you guys
2: know more about it. Matt's, you like, so. shocked that everything he just said was on a show he was actually on. I
0: know. All <laughs> of us one, forgot. I
2: remembered it. Yeah. Well, but,
1: the thing, again, the fact about Krakatoa that I've always it was that is that shock wave and all... It was audibly heard 3,000 miles away. That just blows my mind.
0: Oh, that's kind of, like, the biggest all fact. Yeah, yeah, so if you're a science geek, Krakatoa is... Too bad I can't say watch our show because we basically bring all the all factors. It's mm-hmm. called blown away. But the number one awe factor, because it's got like about 15 different world records, mm-hmm. was the sound. Yeah. And We've- it traveled. Well, actually, how we actually then taught our viewers about decibels and sound, I remember.
1: Mm-hmm. Which I didn't know a decibel was named after Alexander it Graham Decibels
0: are also exponential. So, like, when you're measuring things, uh, same thing with, uh, actually, earthquakes. They're exponential, mm-hmm. meaning like to the power of two. The pa- you know it's not linear anyway
1: yeah oh, there.
3: so there so Rex on, on your travels <laughs> yeah uh, I, I want to talk about that uh and what was it global warming climate change there were you had more to the discussion I had with my friend about it yeah well
1: basically it says that we we, we may we may be causing climate change but there's absolutely no way to prove it there's no way to verify it all the all the and if you hear everyone say, well follow the science says it's 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 bunk we cannot prove that we are causing climate change it can't be done
3: it's it's interesting because I'm back to Russell it, it makes sense that it took so long for all this oil to be made and now we're just instantly pumping it back out in the cosmos of time if you look at it in a you know perspective we're doing it quickly quicker than it was put there but I do have a, a maybe an elementary stupid question about Hydrocarbons that maybe Russell you can answer. And I mean I I was limited time in the oil field, but we're always told that there was dinosaurs and trees and swamps and and they died and and it got covered up and it gets pushed way down in the ground because you know, like I said a while ago, nineteen thousand feet underground is where we were getting stuff from and you're like, Yeah, no, that's that's normal. Um how come it's not continually being made? So like was there one event it's like, tell you what, we're gonna mash the earth right here make all the oil we're ever going to have. But yet life was going on. Like right now there's trees out there dying and they're falling down. They're being covered by dirt and floods are coming and pushing it further down. Why is oil not renewable? It is renewable. What
2: you said is true. It is being made. Okay. It's just not being made at
3: a rate that's sustainable.
2: It's not being made at a rate in which we can burn it. Oh yeah. Cause we can get it at. So when you're, when you think about like 19,000 feet, well, a good well isn't going to drill to 19,000 feet and have one reservoir there. It, I mean, it might, but, you know, a lot of the wells that I've been on, we had three, five layers of oil-bearing sands with like shell between them. So that's, you know, that's a lot of time between each
3: layer of oil. Right. So, so it is being made. It's just not made at the rate that we can like, oh, wait a little while, it'll regenerate. It's not, we can't do that. Yeah, the,
2: what is it, peak oil, or, um. yeah, that's a, the, the mainstream view would be that it's finite, and that we're burning it way faster than it's ever going to be created, and, yeah, we're going to run out. That's the mainstream view. There is an alternative view that uh, somehow it's, we're not going to run out.
1: Well, I think there's a lot more of it than we than we admit, and it, we, if we if we do run out, it's not going to be for a heck of a long time.
2: Well, that's I what, think what's happened is we've looked harder. Mm-hmm. Like what? when you when you're drilling in ten thousand feet in the Gulf of Mexico, like that's not something we were doing thirty years ago. <laughs> that's not something we had the technology to do. Sure, you know, thirty years ago. So
0: what about when you hear on the news, like? And San Angelo or West Texas. We have more oil here than X over there, or we have more, but we're not using it or going for it. What's the truth behind that? What is that? That's just recently in the news. People that are in the oil industry are mad that we're over there in Saudi Arabia doing fist bumps versus getting the oil out of Texas oil. I, well, yeah, but I do. So that's what I'm saying. Like, that is the politics. So what is the true narrative? Or is there really that much oil in Texas? Yep. Why are we going over there to Saudi Arabia? Well, I guess I know the answer to why we're going to Saudi Arabia. Well, some, but-
2: so like the environment can actually tell a difference on whether the oil was drilled in a virtue signaling comp- country <laughs> or like Saudi Arabia. Burns cleaner. <laughs> yeah. So if we drill it here in America, drilling oil is bad. Virtue signaling against to, oil is good, so virtue signal against drilling oil. Yet still have a car you want to drive, so then go to Saudi Arabia and buy it. So that's to, to that's the that game. Are, that's the game we're playing. Yeah. yeah, we're not smart as. So
0: are we really at? Like, because I like Matt's question. You know, how sustainable is oil? Is that really the question, or is are we just sitting on piles of oil, oil that we're is, not even talking oil, about? Oil is
2: not sustainable. What are you talking well, what, about? Yes, Over the long term, the it's the
0: way, I were, well, the way you answer the question is, yes, it is sustainable, but not at the rate we're
1: burning it at. That's how I took that but the answer. The fact is, there's so much now. We, we, it, we're not even close if to If the
3: four it of up. us were the only people on earth driving cars, no problem. And also, what you said about what we're not doing 30 years ago, which is drilling 10,000 feet in the ocean, I you know I like panning for gold. And I thought about it one day. I was like... What, what what percentage of the earth is covered by ocean? Is it 70%? Yeah, around. It's, it's huge, right? Mm-hmm. What, that's the frontier, folks. Like there are mountain ranges under the ocean with gold veins pouring out of them. These rare earth minerals that we need for cell phones and all this stuff. It, there is mountain ranges without goats running on it. There's sharks swimming around it. But they're just bare rocks down there. But we have to have the technology to get down there and mine it extract these minerals, but they're there for the taking. But that, Most of the planet. is That
0: makes me sad to hear because when you say like we have to have the technology to get to it, in my brain, I immediately think only large, big funding companies will get there. Like the U. Well, no, I don't want to put us in the, that boat, like the UNIs. Like the smaller reg, average Joe... And his small business company won't get there. It's going to be the big tycoon. Well, you the would bright reap per- the of it. And they've gone public and you, they've got all the virtues. signals re- right. You the would ER, reap the reward ESG of
3: it. score is good. You'll reap the reward of it because once they find this mega load of rare earth minerals, they're not but, rare earth anymore. But
0: what you were describing is I don't want to reap the reward of having some other natural resource to drive my car on. I wanted to do what you did, which is like pan for gold and find it myself.
3: And, and like, be sure. the frontier how, how realistic is it? I mean, it's fun, but... Well, you've made it sound fun and romantic. I, I love it. Yeah, I like, and I'm not a big proponent of, well, let's start mining the ocean and blow it all up, and I, I don't like that either, but I'm just saying that but when we need these resources, the it is 90% of the are. Earth.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. You're like, well, we're looking for these resources, but yet 90% of the Earth Because they're talking is about
3: mining space. Water. They're talking about going to asteroids that are pure nickel and, and bringing that back, and I'm thinking to myself, we don't have to go to space. We just got to go into water. But there's a lot of logistical problems in then up with water. A lot of Under. logistical problems with going to space
1: too. No, that's true. <laughs> and
3: mining a bunch of a sustainable amount of it's ore. True.
1: Which is war. I'm lost I mean, in this conversation. Well, I know because because you know I've had a friend that works for Shell that talks about this. Um, they built some rig in, in in the Gulf called Olympia or something like that, and it was like burrito. I don't know, but I mean it was, it was billions of dollars just to build it. But to your point, just to get the oil down there. It's like there's a billion dollar rig.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, one thing that oh. came up when you're talking about like you know, are we running out of oil and all that and we look harder? Well, most oil, if like, if you're just considering the planet is it needs infrastructure to get it to where we can refine it. Hmm. Right. And that's like, uh, before you have, until you have that, like you can have this gigantic oil field, let's say Antarctica. I mean, we haven't really spent a lot of time exploring that. but let's just say there's this really juicy oil field there. Like, how are we going to get it out of there and get it to the refineries where we can actually use it? Well, that all has to be developed. So, Pipelines. What's that? Pipelines. Yeah, I mean, that all needs to be built, right? Uh, or
0: That can't get hacked.
2: So what's happening right now, though, is um, I, I guess the term would be uh, not abandoned, but uh, lost asset. They're, they're lost assets. Like if you have an oil field that uh, it's producing, but you can't actually take it anywhere.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: There's a better term than abandoned. Uh, Man, anyway, Biden, B- I B- B- mine- Bitcoin is actually uh, now changing the game because a lot of these like these older oil wells that aren't producing a whole lot, and it's not worth getting them to the pipeline because the pipeline's been abandoned. They can actually burn them, burn them for energy on site on the well pad, <laughs> and then generate. Or mine Bitcoin, and this is happening right now. Instead, you laugh. Of, instead of
0: drilling, no, i I just Bitcoin. know
1: you enough to know what's when's the joke coming in.
2: That's no, not. No that's no actually. Joke. There's no joke. There, there are Bitcoin people approaching these landowners or oil well owners and saying, "Look, you've got this um, resource resource uh, that's
0: uh, abandoned."
2: not abandoned it's uh what is it called it, yeah there's it hasn't a word for this. it's peaked it's it's beyond it's not it's not it's, 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 it's,
1: it's,
0: it's, it's on hiatus but it's it's not there's a better word for if it if
2: it's lost but you know where it is you just can't get to it there's a word <laughs> for that and that's what it is <laughs> okay. and 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 uh I'm they're part- covered. um so you're saying the
0: oil that used to be pumped in these wells still gives off like a fart energy and that fart energy is what the bitcoin miners Love they can, can actually
3: use, use that okay. on the well pad right there. You don't have to move it, like those flares that are constantly burning all the time. You could use that, or yeah. just the remaining energy that's there. But I'm saying, but how? Uh, how is
1: uh, how is their bitcoin? So, so bitcoin
0: in the oh, so bitcoin to be in order to be mined, it needs like a lot of energy to keep all the servers going. So, from my understanding, Rex, so, I don't know okay. if that's what you're asking. So, bitcoin requires energy.
2: Okay, mining bitcoin requires energy. And um, speaking
0: of which, can you hold? take where you're at let me put in a small commercial speaking of russell has created our own uh bitcoin node so you could donate us and stream satoshis while listening we to don't quantum know Bombs. who created
2: the node or I, if there is a node, but there is a way to stream quantum yeah. bomb satoshis we count satoshis around here and yeah we're fighting over satoshis yeah. here. At quantum bomb we
0: have a very limited budget for our set and and setup and we are all hurting so um support the show in any possible way by streaming us Satoshis on any of the apps that you're able to do that off on web three world. That and that's weird. all of our tech geek speak speech right now. Back to what you're saying, <laughs> Russell, about the Bitcoin mining.
2: So Bitcoin, you can convert energy into Bitcoin by mining it. And um, so if you have an energy resource that you can't do anything else with, you can bring a Bitcoin mining rig to that Burn the, Fuel for energy and the energy runs the Bitcoin mining rig and it can mine Bitcoin. Now you got Bitcoin, which is money. I mean, if you want to think about it, like you can burn energy, mine Bitcoin, have Bitcoin, take your Bitcoin to the other side of the planet and buy energy with it. You can basically just convert it back into energy.
0: Or you could cash it out for fiat
1: currency. Well, I'm just saying thank you for loud, letting me know that I absolutely have no idea what Bitcoin is now. Yeah, yeah.
3: oh, <laughs> you well, know, you Bitcoin know. is found okay. in igneous rocks. <laughs> <I'm just> gonna, <laughs> that's what
1: I'm saying. Is like, are you panning for Bitcoin so now? I, yeah.
0: Let me let me give it to you in layman terms and in case Please, and I, cause I, cause I, I want to make sure I no understood it correctly, about. About. but I am on beer, notes, like 1.25 beers, so I'm already a little lost. But okay, so what I from what I understand Rex is it requires energy to mine Bitcoin. And Bitcoin but mine is it is from theory. where? It's you using terms that I can't Okay. All right. All right. So, and this is an incorrect Russell, but it's just a physical analysis for Rex and our listeners is that when I mean mine Bitcoin, when you had those DOS computers and they had like blocks that were all building each other, some geek out there has to have a a computer that's building these blocks and this calculation together. And that's actually mining it. But what I think he might've passed over or we missed is that while you're mining these blockchain transactions of Bitcoin, Bitcoin will say I'm going to reward you for doing this because we need someone to be on the server live for these transactions and I'm going to pay you in Bitcoin. So that's why people actually want to mine and host these transactions. Like a transaction taking place anywhere in the world could be hosted on somebody's blockchain somewhere else because that nerd wanted to make money. Not only are you making money, you're actually making Bitcoin. So then you could, so you could be a server, sets up this server that requires energy and does all these weird geeky things with these blockchains and calculations on a computer and you're hosting other people's banking transactions, essentially. And you're paying yourself in Bitcoin. And then now you could cash your Bitcoin out for simple cash. That's an easier play, way to understand it. But he said, or you could trade it for energy, which made it a little bit more confusing.
1: So you're burning, no, you're burning it, old oil to to fuel your computer?
2: If I have... <laughs> Yeah, no, that's actually a good way to put it. I'm so to you're
0: actually more on top of so, like, so,
2: so, the reason the reason I said you're you you would buy energy with your um, Bitcoin is because I'm simply pointing out that a lot of people are viewing it as a store of energy. Bitcoin being a store of energy, and you know, a lot of the cryptocurrencies are going to proof of stake systems, which don't require proof of work, which don't burn energy, or um, have a computer running to actually mine the the bitcoin the or to whatever currency it's it's on
0: was there about 70% truth of what i just said or no i'm totally missed it
2: 60 60% okay.
0: no i did ask that cuz I, I felt like so, there's so much deeper that he just hit so,
2: on so so the reason i said you could mine bitcoin with your uh oil that's a it's a Abandon or cut off asset, and then buy energy on the side of the world is because I'm simply saying, you instead of losing that energy, you can store that energy in Bitcoin, and then buy it on the other side of the planet. You could you could turn it back into energy. And um, there's a big debate right now um, <coughs> in the cryptocurrency world. So I was actually thinking that, like, even within Uh, crypto like it's just as divided as America, where like you have to hate the opposing side. And one camps in Bitcoin, and there's like a everything else camp, and uh, which is Ethereum. And Ethereum, Ethereum
0: and altcoins, you're saying? Yeah. Okay.
2: Uh, Ethereum's actually still proof proof of uh, it's still proof of work, which it takes uh, energy CPU to actually mine the coins so it takes energy right it takes running a computer what 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 is running a computer taking these power right you know Mm -hmm. so this is how you convert energy into bitcoin because it just takes power to run these miners and anyway um there's a debate right now about how bad bitcoin is because it requires energy and there's this uh flawed idea that like burning energy is bad or like uh Even though like the standard of living that we have increases with how much energy we consume, we should just figure out more better ways to uh, produce energy like nuclear. Or fission, Uh, not your fusion. Fission, not fusion. fusion. Forget about like the fantasy technologies. Let's use what we already have. Fusion's not fantasy. Yes, but what do the environmentalists say when you bring up, like... What do our-, our lobbyists care about fusion? That's the question. He's right? getting, getting money from somewhere. So Germany's actually gone, like, full circle back to coal. Have they? What? <laughs> well, because Germany cut... I mean, Russia cut them off. Yeah, yeah. So there's these stories coming out now about Germany's, like, we're firing up coal plants. And Elon Musk is like, for God's sakes,
3: why are you closing your nuclear plants? Yeah. Please don't. Wow.
2: We're doing everything. So like, we're there's going to be some guy that's start
3: talking to the coal miners like now, riling them up.
2: <laughs> so everything's so coal. backwards now, coal and back. environmentalists are, like, pro-coal. Like, it's so backwards when
0: they could be nuclear and fission and fusion. Not again, I'm sorry, fusion,
2: that's, that's the Hindenburg thing.
0: Geothermal. It doesn't matter like how mentioned.
1: safe it is. Everyone thinks Chernobyl.
0: I, okay, so that's actually one thing. It's like just when I was listening,
2: technology. Yeah, I know, so I guess so
0: that answered my question because I was listening to the Joe Rogan and Mark Anderson talk about nuclear, and they, you know, they only discuss Fukushima. Fukushima. And again, I'm a, like like we know about volcanoes. We're all big Chernobyl fans here because it's going to be on our TV show. It's also twenty, thirty, fifty million amazing facts that blow you away. And I was like, "What a disaster that was!" But it's basically the 1950s car with no seatbelts having a wreck, right? I mean, so
3: I like a school. We don't bus know. Today.
0: What, yeah, we don't know what the what the 2022 Tesla Model Energy car would look like if there. Basically, it's actually safer than like any possible. It, Well, what I say is give us a chance
3: to learn from our lessons. Anyways,
0: I don't want to jump back into nuclear, but I mean...
3: Learn from our mistakes. Isn't that how you move forward? You don't live in fear. You say, that sucked, that we screwed that up. Why'd that happen? How'd that happen? Fix it. Move on.
0: I know how we do that, Matt. Oh. We, on Quantum Bombs, Episode 7, the four of us... Oh, dear. Mm. The four of us make a pact that we will, with our massive amounts of wealth accumulated in explosives, fun, and television shows over the years... And maybe some flandering in the crypto markets will create our own dirigible and um, park it somewhere. I guess maybe not in New York City over one of those skyscrapers. But I'm serious. Like, you're saying like yeah. the Hindenburg ended because of idiocracy. I want to build our own Hindenburg. And oh, I, I irony, because I love that. irony, I want to build another one. We'll name it the Hindenburg. Okay. And we're going to park it. And I don't Me know what too. city we're going to park it on top of.
3: Just don't paint it the same way the first one was. It should be fine. <laughs>
0: Wait. So, it was a paint
3: it, the first one had a swastika? It had a big on swastika it. on the
0: back. Yeah. yeah, it was Nazi. Did
3: it was it was
1: Nazi Germany?
3: God. Yeah. See, before the war, we traded with them. You know that when they tore the, they did renovations on the courthouse here in Columbus, and uh, my dad was walking around the scrap pile. The gas valves that they pulled out of the ceiling, uh, out of the floor, have swastikas on them because they bought them from Germany, installed uh-huh. them before the war. Sure. Do you yeah. know what Fanta is? The soda.
0: Yeah, okay. I thought it was from Mexico.
1: No, Fanta was actually uh, Coca-Cola. Uh, when, when, when we started being hostile with Germany, Coca-Cola didn't want to lose the market, but they couldn't have Nazis drinking Coca-Cola, <laughs> so they invented Fanta, so that the Nazis could have uh, a Coca-Cola product without Coca-Cola name on it. Yeah. It's all about... Ecco- Don't I mean, you want Fanta, Fanta
0: was named for...
1: It was just... Made so Germans could so drink Germans it? So Germans could have a Coca-Cola product Ooh. during during the war. A Fanta for a fascist. F- fascist Fanta.
4: Oh. I'm just saying it's,
1: it's a, it basically it didn't it, I, you think it's ideology coca-cola's like oh crap we can, we don't want to lose that market but we can't Absolutely. have nazis can you imagine hitler that with a coca-cola it wouldn't right. be it would be p r nightmare so they developed Fanta so that the germans could still be buying coca-cola
3: products oh. without uh without without having coca-cola products hey i want to jump in here um and c e five event? yeah yeah because you just said the magic word make a pact
0: oh yeah so and I like that. Okay, and I, are we all four in? I mean, that was my idea. No one said yeah, Beth, I want to I've, I've always i wanted
3: a hindenburg since I was a kid. I've always wanted a dirigible.
0: Okay, Russell, as long as are we you get to to the dress up cool. this dirigible Man, with you, us.
3: You're, 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 you're.
2: What what are we talking about the CE5 or the no, dirigible, they, well, which is i just learned we, we made
0: a pact gonna, with our with our all of our winnings in life that we're before before we'll, all four of us pass we've got to get in a dare our own owned
2: an operated dirigible stream us enough satoshis and we're going to be making one of these blimps
3: that i wonder what that actually, actually no you can no, no get it's one. not a blimp you can get one right now you can get a, a dirigible it's a, a zeppelin a dirigible uh I think its price tag is about one point four million, and it's it's really goofy. It's small. It's a starter zeppelin. It's kind of like my tank. It's a starter tank. This is a starter blimp, uh, not blimp. It's a starter dirigible. <laughs> but if you want us to send us enough to get one point four million, it has clown colors. We're gonna change that. This gonna look slick.
0: Okay, so when this dirigible, the Hindenburg, was eight hundred feet, how, I just wanted y'all to answer this: How many feet are in a hundred yards? Because I want it to at least be a hundred yards.
3: It's like three hundred feet.
0: Okay, so our first, der- our second, because Matt's trying to get us into a baby dirigible, but we will get to a, this is our goal, our <laughs> well, pack, a 300-foot you know dirigible.
3: What? Somebody stream road. us enough, we're going to have the 800-foot beast, and we're going to be rolling through oh, New so York. So just,
0: I actually do want to tell it our listener audience, so I'm assuming we've got like one in four people that are tech smart, like a little bit like my brother, already having their foot in the door with Web3. But, so there's these smart apps for podcasting that... Allow you to donate, like we'll call them pennies, like on the we have pennies on the dollar. They have satoshis on the bitcoin. So you could set so these smart apps that are Web three based allow the listener to set up their phone to automatically send satoshis (coughs) to every podcast, like x amount of satoshis every hour. So. We're able, thankfully, and we want to say we recognize that some Satoshis are rolling in and we're very thankful and grateful for the people that are listening to us on those smart apps that are streaming us Satoshis. So what we're saying is, guys, like there's ways, not that I'm asking like the the, the dummies, like the, the other three of us, like most of us are not in Web3 world yet. But there are ways that people set up and they listen. It's value It's value for value, share. What, my brother's more into the lingo. But you're rewarding your content creators without even having to do an effort. You just toggle your button saying, yep, I want to donate to everybody I'm listening to. And it really is a great way to support your piece. But Matt, back to your important CE5 event. Because yeah. this is, just so you all know, I'm taking off to go to Europe, back home to London for a few months. And Matt is taking off with his family to go driving across America. The next podcast will all be remote. We're, don't you worry. We're still coming to you, but we'll be messing up the tech gear and doing remote podcasting. So when I return, Matt is going to- So
3: what do. was that, 10 minutes ago? that Yeah. I, that, uh, so when
0: I return, Matt has a very good idea for when I return.
3: It's so difficult to have an idea and, and finish it in this setting.
0: When I've been drinking.
3: This is the microcosm of the world. Too many people. It is. When are we going to have a coffee podcast? Oh, let's oh. talk about coffee. I can't drink that. No, either. I
2: mean drinking coffee, not alcohol.
1: Good lord! So, I
3: agree. I like coffee. How about if we have? A, how about if we have a podcast with something I can drink? Okay.
2: Rex is Mormon. He
3: can Mormon drink tea grows tea all over I, my I, ranch. Or,
0: or definitely I, not alcohol.
3: I, I, yeah. So what true. I what I want to do is. uh okay. You know. Uh,
4: good afternoon. I want to welcome these leaders. For coming in to have this very important discussion. Um, about some of the most pressing issues of
1: our time. Um, I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her.
0: (laughs) Actually, I have to say Uh something, Matt. I'm so sorry. But she just brought up a subject I've been wanting. I just wanted to make this one point about pronouns. And you and I have discussed this. No one ever talks about it in the media or in person on the news but a pronoun is usually never used in front of the person so why in the oh, world would Rex. i care if you address me as she her hand i'm not F in the her room. beer oh so that's when you would do it
3: yeah i would say hand zem, zem beer, or whatever <laughs> the shit oh well uh, most
0: of the time the point is is like these are my pronouns i don't need to know your pronouns because when i talk about you as x or y or whatever you're not there anyway, so it doesn't usually matter.
1: But, but if he does, but, say, if he does way, say, hey, Rex, can you, can you get for another beer? She's like, I'm not a her. Don't okay. call me her.
0: I came in that way. So. Sounds like Honestly, I could care less. You're but anti-noun. I always, it's, it's, <laughs> I, basically, yeah. I just... I, you're yeah, anti-noun. I have nothing to do with the argument. I'm just, just like, why are we... Unbelievable. You don't say this in first person. I can't
3: believe oh. I'm
1: associated with her.
0: Okay, back to C. I told you,
1: it's the Industrial Revolution. We now have gender pronoun issues because of the Industrial Revolution. People have so much time on their hands
3: now. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I can't imagine being offended if somebody said, "Hey, hand her his rifle." Her rifle. You know what? Whatever. If, I don't. If someone can, Jesus. You
2: know, mind. never we, mind. Back in the day, we used to have formal introductions on this podcast, I know, I, and nobody dropped their pronouns. Oh Were you guys God. anti-noun? Okay. Yeah. You know what? I am. You just said your name. And today, then. just Yeah, today forget. I just said
0: I'm looking at Rex, but I thought I should at least say who's at the table with me. And I could do pronouns. I Matt and Rex and Russell all go by he, 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 I'm and like, him. I'm I'm like, don't, like stud.
1: Well, stud muffin. Who gives a shit? And that's stud my pro, That's my pronoun.
2: You're going to introduce us with our pronouns now? I will on episode eight. Him, her. Him, him, he, him. He, him, Matt. He, him, Rex. He, him, Russell.
1: So,
0: wouldn't that be funny you if should. I. I I don't a care. Thing? All just, three no, of them
2: are it's he and solid him. waste. Of time. It's so it tacky, is, it's, and you've got Kamala Harris doing it on a global it's, stage, it's, uh, well, like,
0: and she her Instagram. Well, I mean, I'm glad you're pointing this out, Russell, because like you see it as baby steps. So I've watched it on social media, like meaning our <laughs> vice president has had it on her Instagram, and then now you get to see it in real life. And it,
2: that was the first wasting. time she's done it, it in real I, life.
0: Honestly, when it's stuff like that, I do see like wow. We will go to war and get defeated. Like, when, if this is really what we're teaching our offspring to focus on. Did
2: you just drop a bomb and without my pronoun? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: you know, I don't know. I just feel like, is Shoot this really hurt. what's important? Because, I, I, I don't know, I'd rather learn about how to make seawater into real water to drink or no. whatever. Just what ways north. Okay, Matt, take us to your desert for our CE5 event. <laughs>
3: that was 30 minutes ago, <laughs> done trying to talk on this podcast <laughs> oh no no that, that, no it's uh
2: well y'all got here y'all got distracted with stupid blimp that the word I can't remember irritable forget we're stop conflating <laughs> ideas we're talking about the ce5 say, again forget about your blimp Say okay. rigid
1: airship say rigid airship
3: R- we're gonna stop talking about rigid airships no because that's what it's about. all right okay Matt. so while we're together <laughs> before Rex showed up we were talking about uh, doing this podcast on the road and there's nothing I like more than a good road trip. And sometimes I'd like to talk about some cool places I've been for people to go. If you're out there and you like to travel uh, I've got some, some good pointers, but one of the places I like going is out West and I've got a ranch in West Texas. And so I thought we would get together and do a podcast from my property, but not just my property. Uh, It's all off grid. So everything we're doing out there would be run from the sun, uh, which is kind of cool but i want to also pack up a generator and get way out in the desert which has this really alien landscape it really sets the i'm into art and juxtaposition of odd things and i think it would be really cool to set a table and chairs mics and cameras up in this flat barren desert with mountains in the distance in that golden hour of the evening and conduct a podcast from there that'll be as visually enticing as it hopefully is audibly hopefully we we have a coherent conversation there And uh, then that night when the sun goes down, Russell brought up the point we would do the uh, CE5 event, which uh, I I just made the comment I wanted to catch, you know, while we're all being quiet waiting for aliens, somebody fart. I thought that'd be funny. But, uh, you know, but I have a pure heart like a child. So I probably will see aliens where you guys won't, you know, because I like I like I think (laughs) a fart is funny
0: in the right
2: vibration. I like farts.
3: They make me laugh.
2: I like the uh, schedule podcast before we do the guided meditation because guided meditation may not be such good podcast my brother
0: even is so serious about getting into the right vibration for the state to summon an alien that he has these like ear clip he put on me that measures my vibration basically it measures your fucking coherent blood yeah my oh i'm sorry not my blood beating but my coherent
3: okay well so we I'm, take I'm, our
0: this vibe series
3: i'm up Matt. for all of this uh like i said i support all the alien stuff for 29.95 an hour <laughs> And, uh, I believe in them too. If you believe in them, want me to believe in them. But, uh, there's water for sale for $5 a bottle. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I, I'd like to go out and set this up. So I did an invitation to invite everybody out. And Rex, of course, you're invited. I think it would, it would be good October, uh, when, uh, <laughs> Well, he wasn't here when we talked about it and if oh, okay. i even just assumed that i'm like cutting him out but oh, no, no you, you just not, weren't
1: here you all three went to austin didn't bother to tell me i know i know i need a special invitation okay so i'm, I'm making a, a special like invitation in.
3: rex is invited it's recorded Thank Thank today you. rex is invited and the four of us not not the four of us plus people but the four of us would go to west texas and do a couple podcasts we would film some content we can shoot some machine guns out there have fun blow some things up we'll take the camera and go around the old ghost town of terlingua and look at the drunks on the porch and check out the the starlight theater and there's some neat stuff to look at good history rex and then uh we'll we'll conduct a couple of podcasts maybe some from the deck of the uh quonset hut which is all solar and then maybe one out in the desert well it'll take a lot of setup to do it but i think it'll be worth it for those who visually you know like watching us It, it would look good and then, uh, then film that night and just see what comes up and have a good time. So we would we do it before October eighteenth. Somebody said before.
0: Well, I said I would get back from Europe in October.
3: Okay, so I, I would like to do it mid mid October. You know, tenth, eleventh, somewhere in there. If that works for everybody,
2: less scheduling live on air. <laughs> What's temperature like out there in October?
1: So
3: in October it's Heavy. great. Yeah, it it can still be you know warm sometimes, but usually it's. 70, 65. The the funny thing,
0: I thought you were inviting the viewers to come with us, and I was like, okay, real CE5. Oh, is that, event. Was
3: that where you were going?
0: Well, no, no, no. I'm not. Clarified, the it was I'm saying
2: we're going to set the cameras the fo-
3: up. It was just four of us. So, for those visually who follow us visually by watching the YouTube clips,
2: so you guys are going to yak about this. Can you at least tell the listeners what CE5 even stands mm-hmm.
0: for? Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Um. So the first four kinds, not just so you can understand, is like, oh, I saw UFO or oh, I saw this or that. Well, the fifth kind of encounter with an alien is when you actually purposely summon them to you in a peaceful, heartfelt meditation. And they commune with you. They heal you. Because if you've spent any time actually researching aliens, you would know that like. They're probably our ancestors like grandma and grandpa or something in the astral heavens that have permeated into this dimension. That's my personal beliefs. Other people have many different beliefs, especially the and looking at me. But anyway, so Close <laughs> Encounters of the Fifth Kind is actually saying – we're intentionally going to work with the aliens and hang out and talk to them. And they, we're might, not- they might heal Matt's bladder. He has spina bifida. <sighs> he has to use a catheter to pee. Oh, and he No, he always forgets. Like, we'll have a healing for it's, it's okay. It's, it's a it's,
2: superpower. We
0: need to have this. It needs to be a podcast episode anyway. But Matt will have over friends that can, like, heal. And so me and Rex and everybody will show up. And Russell, actually, all of us came. We're like, oh, yeah, you can work on us, Christelle. And then Matt's the only one that actually needs something to be healed. And he doesn't even get any, uh, any time in with Christelle to get healed.
3: That's yeah, funny. well, because I don't, I don't, I don't think about it. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a problem. But you said we're, it
0: on this podcast before. I didn't just out you.
3: Yeah, I know. Okay, uh, I was thinking a catheter users. So we no, and you know what? there there's not
0: catheter
4: use i know there's
3: no catheters at restaurants when i go in the restroom they don't have a thing of free catheters for me they don't make accommodations for me and i'm just I, i'm just i just can't anymore i'm just kidding I don't no point. we're worried a third about bathroom.
0: um yeah like Rat's actually a, a legitimate person you travel with that that is different in the bathroom and so <laughs> he's pointed out to me like look he would never care we're worrying about bathrooms for all these other people, but like there's like thousands of people, a lot more people use catheters and have your type of disability that no one gives a crap
2: about.
3: <laughs> yeah, because I'm not out bitching and whining a- about it. Um, but I want to say that when we do this event, that I don't want to drink alcohol when we go do that one out in the desert. And we're not going to do weird drugs. That's low vibration, Matt.
0: We, we definitely aren't going to yeah, drink.
3: That's right. And no drugs because people are like, oh, I bet they're going to see aliens, a bunch of peyote out in the desert. Well, we could do the pit we have for maybe. You
0: can. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know.
3: <laughs> I'm clean as a whistle. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, this. We're, how are we at doing on time? We're going to end
3: this. It's puppy. time to wrap this puppy up. It's dirgible. It's time to land it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Can
1: Russell say dirigible? I want to hear him say dirigible.
3: Dirgible? There, there you go. go. So,
2: um, one thing, that, a lot of news has hit uh, in the last 12 hours, but one thing that's been. On the headlines, I will say, is that uh, the White House doesn't... You, you remember, like, uh, we're not sure what a woman is right
3: now? Oh, God. Don't speak for me. Well,
2: right now, we don't know Back. the Back. White... That's
3: so it's a real
2: woman so all the headlines right now is the white house doesn't know what a recession is <laughs> oh yeah i did i
0: did listen to some of that no there actually really? are redim- like,
2: well a- you know a recession who really she says, says she
0: says, well we've been working and listening to a lot of the business in uh you know the people that know like all the economists and stuff they're like but and it's coming to an agreement that there may be some inflation
2: it may uh, there- be some yeah
0: i i yeah i know what you're talking about i
2: everybody feels it in their pocket. Yeah, oh, stay yeah. tuned and we're we get into
0: that. Oh, okay, so that's coming up. Yeah, I'd like to talk about actually I quantum, quantum. bombs. Our homework for next episodes to watch uh, Matt Walsh's What's a Woman and talk about it cuz there's uh, so much good stuff
1: there. I haven't even seen 2000 Mules yet.
0: We talked about that when you're gone. I know, I haven't, we'll haven't
1: seen fair. it. Cuz they played it here in town. Oh.
0: Fuck. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm proud. My dad just finally texted me my billboard he made for me.
1: Yay.